Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, you know, we're we're in the deep part of the offseason, but we have some news coming from Nick Nurse. He's been giving quotes for from the Team Canada training camps, and one of the quotes he gave out, which was pretty interesting, was how he, when he was asked about OG Anobi, he said that they're going to plan on bringing OG back out there on a primary role next season. And this is, as, as a huge OG Ananobi fan, this is very encouraging because he was a starter for that almost 60-win team at his rookie season. He's only 22 years old, and last year, even though his stats increased a little bit, but it, it, it looked as if he had almost fell off a little bit from his rookie season. But it's going to be great to see OG get an opportunity to get back to that rookie season curve and projections that we all expected OG to get back into. Yeah, well, he's a man that was hampered by injuries last season, so it's difficult. Yep. And also, of course, him being the same position for more or less as the guy that brought us a championship. So yep. now with, and my biggest criticism, if you're a fan of the podcast last season, my speculation on what was going on was that there was a serious sense of role confusion, and that happened yep. the most for OG Ananobi above any other player on the Toronto Raptors. So now, yeah, there's going to be a bit of a fight to see who emerges as the starting three, the starting four position, because most of the guys that we've acquired this offseason could fill into that spot as well. But it's up to it's up for us to discuss now and for people to bring in their thoughts. What does the actual quote from Nick Nurse mean? What 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 is his exact words again, Ben? Yeah, so Nick Nurse came out and said that the next season we're going to get OG Ananobi back and back out there on a primary role. So he won't be in a fringe rotation piece, as you mentioned, because, you know, he went from a starter to a guy that was fighting for minutes at the end of the rotation. You know, some games he wouldn't play that much. So he was usually in the games when he was healthy. Obviously, they couldn't integrate him back with three games to go in the NBA Finals. But when he was healthy, before that appendix injury happened, he was... He was playing most of the games, but some games he'd get 30 minutes and be closing out games, and then, you know, he'd get injured or so, and then he'd only get 5 or 10 minutes one game. So it was very, it was a very odd season for OG Ananobi. It's almost in the same likelihood of uh, as Norman Powell two seasons ago when he had the GoDaddy curse, but he was, uh, he was back playing behind DeLon Wright and DeMar DeRozan, and, you know, he just had those dominating playoffs, and he got that big contract, and then he came into the season as a starter, and then he was back relegated to a, a deep bench piece, and he really struggled in that position. Yeah. So, but Ben, do you but think ben OG before you ask me, yeah. this is what I'm, I'm honing in. I'm honing in on the exact wording here, primary, because yep. this, this is up for debate. This could be up to interpretation here. Does primary mean he is going to be a primary ball handler, a primary facilitator. Will mm -hmm. offense run through him? Will he be primary in the sense that he's going to be a consistent starter? Will he be primary in the sense that he's not going to flip-flop around from being a starter to a bench guy? Yep. Will he be primary that he's a primary guy off the bench? What do you think that that means? Because he didn't say he's going to be a starter. He didn't say he's going to be the number one guy. What do you think, mm -hmm. if we were to break down Nick Nurse's exact words, what do you think this role is? of the upcoming season for OG Ananobi in the expectations or the eyes of Nick Nurse is going to be? Well, I think I'm going to preface everything by saying I think this season will be fluid. If OG Ananobi gets an opportunity and doesn't perform, we have guys like Stanley Johnson, Rondé, all those guys that are going to be looking for minutes. But 
I what I interpret from this quote in terms of primary, I think he's going to get the starting position coming out of the year, assuming he's healthy and has a strong training camp. I think that's what Nick Nurse plans on giving OG Anobi, seeing what he did with that kind of role two seasons ago. Everyone knows the talent that that's behind OG Anobi. It's just the raw skill set, the physical frame, the ability to shoot it from deep. Yes, he doesn't have a great feel for the game, but when he's out there and he's consistent and he's confident, he's a very strong player and. You know, he dealt with a lot of injuries, personal stuff last season, and then halfway, about three quarters of the way through the year, Riker, remember we made the podcast talking, predicting that OG Anobi will break out the second half of the season after the All-Star break, and, you know, he really started to pick up his game, he started to, his stats went up, he ended up having the season, you know, because the first couple, two, three months, his stats were way below his rookie year, but then he, he ended up increasing his points to about seven points per game, three rebounds, you know, not it's not the greatest shooting percentages, but he, he made everything a lot better the second half of the season, and just as things started to, to go right for OG, he had that unfortunate appendix rupture, so he, he just had a very unfortunate season last year, and I think Nick Nurse understands that, he sees the talent, and he's a guy that you got to give that opportunity to. He's not a guy you should hide on the bench. I think with his primary role, it's going to be a starting position at the start of the season, not a guy that's going to be Kawhi and run the offense through him, but a guy that's going to have have a few plays for him to shoot some threes, but be a starter and be a, an integral piece to this team. Well, the big question, Mark, is who is the offense going to run through? We are obviously yep. going to look to Pascal Siakam to be a more consistent player. I made a claim that he was the most consistent player until leading up until the playoffs because he was mm, getting 20 right. points basically every night. So I'm going to look for him really to be that kind of guy. Kyle Lowry, it's maybe going to be his last season that he can be an alpha, he can be a starter. Some are saying maybe, you know, maybe it's time for him to take a bench position, but of course we broke it down earlier in the offseason that Fred Van Vliet, it's looking like he is probably or maybe going to start at the shooting guard position, which means they'll probably play a tandem himself and Kawhi Leonard. So there's not a lot of guys, though, that are big that can create their own shots. And especially if you're running the one and two with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, you know, maybe we'll play small ball, maybe with Ibaka at the center. It'll probably be Marcus Gasol, but he didn't show a lot of offensive prowess last season, so maybe he'll take a step up. But it is an interesting spot that OG will find himself in if he's going to get more confidence from Nick Nurse, because once the lineup started to really get solidified, there was no way that he was going to jump back in, even when he was healthy in the playoffs. It just didn't make sense to try to see how he would fit when the the team was rolling so well. So if Nick Nurse will give him the confidence, there's finally no alpha person on the team. There's no Kawhi Leonard. There's no DeMar DeRozan type that will really hold... Demand all those shots. Exactly. And that's not necessarily a good thing when you're a championship contender that you are you don't have a number one person that it, off the top of your head that you think who's going to get the shots, who's going to be the number one guy. But if OG Ananobi can elevate his game, if he can become a 15-point-per-game guy, you know, he's on the right track, I think. But... Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's we good. can't it's expect good. too much. We can't expect 20 point per game OG Ananobi or anything crazy like that. There's just no way you go from being a 7 point per game player to a, that much of a jump. Well, we saw a jump like that from Pascal Siakam from his second to third year. He went from 
six, seven points per game to 17 points per game. We're expecting an even greater jump next season. And you brought up a lot of great points, how we have a lot of shot creators kind of in our backcourt. Kyle Lowry shown that this will probably be his last season where he could be a primary scorer, maybe not the, the top you know lead scorer, but a guy that can get 14, 15, 16 points per game. Fred Van Vliet showed, especially in the playoffs, that he can really take over a game with the shooting. And Norman Powell showed in the playoffs that he can take over some games with this explosiveness driving in. And maybe if he gets consistent run, he could be a scorer. But we have a lot of guys in the backcourt that are, are kind of scoring-oriented players. But in the front court, you mentioned it. There's not a lot of players that kind of fit that mold. Pascal Siakam's the exception. He did a really good job at increasing his scoring ability this season. And... You know, the rest of them, Serge Ibaka, he had a better scoring year last year, but that kind of tailed off when Gasol came in. Gasol, same sort of deal. He started off the season in his whole Memphis career. He was a primary scorer, but when he came to the Raptors, he only averaged about nine points per game, and his value was really felt in his passing and his defense. So there's going to be need for front court players to to get some buckets. You know, we don't really know if Rondé or Stanley Johnson can really do that yet. We don't know if Chris Boucher is going to develop. So there's going to be a lot of shots to be had. With Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard gone, that's probably about 30 shots a game that are for the taking for guys like OG, Fred, Norm, even Siakam. So I think OG is going to have this opportunity to grasp these these minutes, these shots, and I think he'll take advantage of him. I, don't th- I agree with you. I don't think it'll be a 20-point-per-game or even a Pascal Siakam-esque jump, but I think he'll be able to be a consistent contributor on the wing for the Raptors, and his value will be really felt in his you know, his cutting ability, his defense, and you know how he dunks in the lane and and his three-point shooting. But Riker, mm-hmm. the, the one thing that I kinda, we kind of mentioned throughout the year was when OG was playing, his feel for the game didn't look that great. His He was kind of zoned out of the game a few times, and that, that happens when you're in and out of the lineup, whether it be due to injury or other, or other things happening off the court. But if OG can get that feel for the game back, we kind of saw in his rookie season, maybe develop a handle, right? Not, not I'm not saying a Kyrie-esque handle, but a guy that can at least slash with his athletic ability. Do you see OG Anobi being a consistent starter on this Toronto Raptors team next season, and deservingly so? Or do you think he'll be relegated to the bench role and Stanley Johnson or Matt Thomas, someone random will step into his position. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that Siakam took the jump from his second to third year. But do remember that he was on a path that that could happen because of his bench position, right? He was getting pretty consistent minutes off the bench. He was number one, number two guy off the bench. He was doing things we, we always were saying throughout his second season. If he developed a jump shot from the three, from the corner, where he's getting open shots, then he will become a good player. You know, we could see the potential. The issue with OG Ananobi is that it's not the same. Because, yeah, he started the majority of the games in his rookie season. But his minutes mm-hmm. per game was almost the exact same when he came off the bench in almost the entirety of the season that he played in the previous season, right? His points were relatively the same. His field goal percentage dropped a little bit. And now, again, I'm going to take that because it's hard to play when you have a superstar on your team and you're the same position, um, you know, and maybe it's a bit of a confidence thing as well. I, I, there's a lot of different factors that can play in. But the thing is, it made sense for Pascal Siakam because you could see that continual improvement. You, you could see the points that he needed to improve upon in order to make his breakthrough. With Ochi Ananobi, I just don't see that he is one step away you know, one improvement to one part of his game away from being a guy that can get 17 to 20 points and be a starter and play 30 minutes per game. I think there's a lot of things that needs to happen. I think he does show potential, but I think his his potential is the overall that he could be 
good. Not that there's a few things that he needs to do in order to immediately be good. That's my take. Again, you're much higher on OG Ananobi. I've mm-hmm. never been at the same level of confidence into him that, that you've been. I just think that, you know, I think that he's a season away, unfortunately, from being a season away. It's a bit of a cliched <laughs> comment to make. I just want to see one season of saying, okay, he's got everything except a handle, or he's got everything except a fluid jump shot or a yep. good pull-up. Right now, I think he needs to work on his IQ. He needs to work on his handle. His jump shot, he can make a few, but I think his form is pretty bad right now. It looks pretty atrocious to me. His, his he has no pull-up game. Slow. He's pretty good athletic, athletic-wise. athletic Maybe he can lose a little bit of weight. I don't know. His defense is pretty good. I think that that's maybe the strongest part of his game, but definitely his IQ then slows him down a little bit so there's a lot of things that he needs to work on well i'll disagree with you on the athleticism i think physically og anobi is perfectly built for today's nba he's not he's not a husk you know he's thick he's a bigger guy but he's mobile so he's i think he'll be fine in that area but og anobi the thing that i really saw last season was he wasn't comfortable on the court there was just a lot of stuff going on he's a young player the injuries and all that we brought it up consistently in this podcast but the one stat that you can really see that that kind of be affected is free throws because OG Anobi's a pretty solid free uh, three-point shooter he can knock down the ball from the three ball he's never been a great free throw shooter but you know he about midway through last season was in the 30s in the 40s at the free throw line and he doesn't have the highest sample size but that's atrocious, an atrocious shooting percentage for a guy that has a decent jump shot on him. So, and now at the by the end of the season, he ended up increasing it back to the the fifty eight percent from the free throw line. Still a decrease from his rookie year, but the beginning of the year, the first three four months, he he just really wasn't into the games mentally because he was injured because of all the stuff that happened. And once he started to get back on the court, I think for, comparative to his rookie year. That handle did look a lot better. His feel for the game started to improve. When he was on the court with Kyle Lowry, he, they, he was getting passes to cuts and dunks. He was having a few 15, 17-point games. And then, you know, just as things were starting to come together, it was, you know, the playoffs came and he had the appendix rupture. So I think it might be a different narrative talking about OG if he had to stay healthy, had to continue on that second half of the season trajectory. And maybe we'd be looking at him as saying that, you know, maybe if he just gets that handle a little bit tighter, one little move, you know, a shot around the rim, then he'd be good. So I'd argue that there is that potential for him to really bounce from the the few games I saw from him in the second half of the season, though that month or two stretch. I saw a lot of encouraging things from OG's game that, you know, I'm going to take into the season with a lot of optimism, but that's just me. Everyone on the podcast knows I'm a huge OG stan. We want to hear what you guys think. Do you think OG will take a step forward and be a consistent, strong starter for the Toronto Raptors next season? Or do you see maybe a year or two before OG really fills his role in the NBA and we figure out who he truly is? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? No, that's it for me, Ben. Cheers.